Hello, welcome to Remarkably Brilliant. And today's episode is all about becoming better at communicating. Either you need to present a project or you have an interview or you need to ask something, a promotion to your boss or even in any social situations. Everything is about communication. How can you be more calm and inspiring? There are techniques. And the main thing today is I'm going to explain the importance of voice and tone. How to use your voice either to get what you want or why you are not getting what you want. And uh, how this can mean either success or failure. So, you know, when you speak with some people, they might be important managers or chairmen in a company. And uh, you keep asking them to repeat, excuse me, pardon, can you repeat that? Sorry, I missed that bit. Because they skip some words or they talk with a very low voice. And you will be surprised. And it's not about lacking confidence because these people might be very confident. But the way they talk can be perceived as they lack um, trust in what they do, in, what, in the company. And this can happen to any one of us. The tone of voice and the, the way we talk has a huge influence on how our message gets perceived. And when you have to do a presentation in front of a group of people, and maybe you're even standing, it's quite nerve-wracking because you're feeling vulnerable and your ideas might get rejected. But nowadays, it's essential. No matter what business or industry you are, you often need to talk to a group of people. And even if you have your own business, you need to talk with clients. So when this, let's call him John, this person who, a chairman of his company, and he, he didn't realize how his voice was not perceived very confident, the, um, the reality is he had no idea. He thought everything was fine and he's a very confident person, so he didn't understand what was wrong. But talking with other employees, they had the same issue. They not always understood everything he said. So the fact is how others perceive us might be very different from us. And it's all about perception. How many of you have tried to listen to your own voice in a recording? It's so weird. Maybe you have done a Facebook Live or a podcast and it takes some time to get used to hear your voice from that point of view, that perception. Because think about this, when you talk, your sound goes in front of you and then it gets into your ears by sideways. I'm not an audio technician, so I'm sure... Some of you are much more uh, knowledgeable about why our voice sounds weird to us. But we are used to hear our voice when it goes out and then it bounces back um, 
in the air, because air is actually a fluid. Eh? I learned this one when I was a cabin crew. This is why airplane, uh, airplanes fly, because basically air is like a fluid. But don't let me get too technical on this, because then you will know how little I know about these uh, scientific things. But anyway, sound gets out of bounce back from walls or from a window, whatever it is, or even air. And it goes back in our ears. So it takes a longer way to get in our ears. So it gets transformed in the meantime. However, when we listen to our voice and we listen to a recording, it sounds so weird because for the first time, we are listening to that voice in a different way. And it takes some time to get adjusted. We can't believe that's our voice. It's like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. And many of us don't even like it at the beginning. I certainly didn't like my voice at first. And then I got used to it because, you know, I need to review my videos or my podcasts. <laughs> I really always struggle to say podcasts. And I'm a bit dyslexic. So you have no idea how many times I write podcasts instead of podcasts. I love cats, but it's not about them. It's about podcasts and not podcasts. Anyway, so um, but the way others perceive us is more similar to the voice we hear when we record ourselves. And if you have never done this experiment, feel free to do it. Just don't freak out if you don't like your voice because ta-da! you're most likely not going to like it because it's going to be sound different. So you need to just get used to it. And your voice is fine. It's just love your voice that it is because that's what you have. But today I'm going to teach you how you can implement the power of your voice to ask for things and to be um, a better communicator. You can have a high-pitched voice, a low-pitched voice. You can talk fast or slow and you can still get things um, communic communicate in a good way. Because communication is not only what you want to communicate. Communication is what people hear, what message gets absorbed from them. And it's, it's not about when you communicate, some people tend to rumble words and uh, vomit all their knowledge and what they want to get out. And they, you feel overwhelmed by the shower of words and they don't remain in you. You feel actually you want to get out. You don't want to listen to it. And it's like you don't want that kind of energy. And this can be avoided by maybe saying less words to say the same concept. And actually, if you have noticed, uh, you know when somebody has understood the concept, when they, have, when they can explain something very complicated in a very easy way to understand. The best way to know if you can express a concept okay is to try to explain it to a 10-year-old kid or even better, a 5-year-old kid. If you can explain in those words, then your message is going to be understood from everybody. Not because we are children or stupid. Uh, uh, uh. No, it's just because we respond better to simpler concepts. 
If we need to overthink for an hour of talk, we are going to be exhausted at the end of the meeting. So it's important that, yes, we think, yes, it's nice when a, a, um, a speaker makes us feel intrigued and inspire us and make us think, but you can do that using simple concepts and simple words. Like, as you can hear from my accent, I'm not an English native speaker. So if you start to use words, I have my English level of the words I know is quite wide, but there are some words that I might have never heard in English. And if you tell them to me, I will start to get distracted on what that word can mean and I will lose part of the message. But even when I speak in Italian, I always try to use simple words, simple concepts, because even there we have foreigners, which Italian is not the first language. And the most important thing when you communicate with somebody is that they understand your message. So to recap, the best way to communicate something is to get it out of you and in somebody else's mind. And not only this, but also in the way you meant to create the message. So it creates the response you want. Like, for example, um, incredibly bright people tend to talk very fast. However, this gets perceived as being very anxious and nervous. But it doesn't mean necessarily that they are anxious or nervous. Very bright people speak very fast because they speak as fast as they think and they're a very fast thinker. But when somebody talks very fast to you, you feel as an instinct, you feel they're trying to trick you into getting something that you don't understand. It's like the, the small print, but I said it to you. And even if with the best intentions, if you're a fast speaker, try to slow down because otherwise people get defensive because if they are scared that they will miss an important concept, you're not going to sell your product, service or idea. Maybe your voice is usually well paced. Maybe when you're in front of a group standing, you, you talk fine. But remember, you always need to be comfortable to speak to groups because it doesn't matter what we do, as I said before, you always need to speak to people. Without people, there are no industry, there is no business. But not only in the business side, even in your personal relationships, if you don't know how to communicate, you're going to have difficult uh, relationships with your partner or friends or family members. So nowadays, it doesn't matter all the social media, and many of us prefer to send an email or a WhatsApp than, rather than call or meet somebody. But I promise nowadays it's essential to know how to communicate. doesn't matter the, the way, but it's the, the, for me, less is more. So less words to say the same concept is going to be usually more effective. Your voice is the one that carries the message. For example, have you heard about the, the um, study of Albert? Men Herbane. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correct, but if you if you know how much voice impacts the communication, some of you might be surprised. Like if I asked you how 
importance is the spoken word in uh, in communicating how much importance this has if you don't know is actually the least important amongst body language and voice in fact this albert meherbein meherbein i'm not sure how to pronounce it he said that only 7% is the spoken words so the content your message your linkedin post your uh, presentation written presentation your blog post that's only 7% 38% is the voice the tone which you write it which you say it you can get a kind of personality from how people speak or even how you how you write people can get your personality your character are you somebody funny are you somebody who used to like likes to use like important uh, words and uh, you can get uh, something from even a blog post it's you can get the personality and so 7% is spoken words or content 38% is voice tone and 55 body language and this has a lot of sense if you think about when you go to a foreign country you might not understand the language that they speak however if two people are speaking you can understand if they are angry or having a good time or a serious business conversation from their tone and their body language you can understand a lot about their emotional state and i'm going to talk about shortly um about why we are more wired towards body language and then tone rather than words but first let me tell you this when you need to express a concept or you need to do a presentation try to do the pose before saying the important thing like it's to give emphasis if i tell you the most important thing you can do is to tone your voice you have paid attention to the last bit because i made a pause so it's like your brain is like what's next and this is to give emphasis and it's very much used but it's not a manipulation tactic it's just to know the tricks on how to be a better presenter and um be careful of not to be monotone when you do a presentation or a video or a podcast because when someone when you go and listen to somebody doesn't matter how much they know how passionate they are about the topic if they talk like this you're not going to get very excited even if they are very very knowledgeable but you know this is their tone and you can see everybody is almost falling asleep maybe somebody has already left the room and i understand why we do this when when we speak a monotone is because we are very nervous and we are trying to concentrate on what we have to say rather in how to say it in fact i if you have some struggle to say oh my gosh i have to add this how to say things on top of the things i have to say oh this is so overwhelming hey 
I can reassure you, you're going to be fine. At first, you need to think about it. You need to make it a conscious effort that you can um, then make automatic. How do you make things automatic? With practice. When you started to drive, you had to think about changing the gear, put the indicator, uh, check the mirrors. Now you do those automatically. You don't even think about them. In fact, you can drive and listen to the radio, to a podcast, so you can talk to your partner and everything else, your subconscious mind is driving. So if you have an important presentation or interview, the best thing you can do is to practice, practice, practice at home. When I have a speaking engagement, I rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. And yes, it's true, the the talks becomes less spontaneous, but when I'm in front of people on a on a stage, I don't want to to be spontaneous because if I freak out during a podcast and I lose my um track of thoughts, I can just pause it and then resume. When you're on a stage, and if you end up in a frozen mode, it's like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Please, I wish I could die now. <laughs> no. So this is the best way. If you are a bit nervous as I am, the best thing you can do is rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. And then with time, this is going to be automatic. You're not going to think about, oh my gosh, my voice, I need to pay attention. Okay, am I using right or not? No, it's all about becoming, um, um, that it becomes part of you. Because, so be careful not to be boring. It's, you can really make something really interesting, really boring. However, the opposite is true. Like, for example, do you remember in school, did you have a teacher or professor that they were very intriguing or like with a very good presentation skills? I certainly did. They made topics more interesting, topics that were very boring. I had, for example, my Spanish teacher that she was very good even when she taught grammar. She would put example, she would use example, she would taught us uh, stories. And also my French teacher, she will make grammar like very musical. She will she will tell us to repeat the verbs, all the exceptions, because French grammar is full of exceptions. <laughs> It's a beautiful language, but gosh, the grammar side, oh, kill me now. <laughs> it's quite boring. And I'm Italian, so it's similar grammar, just they have much more exceptions. And I think the grammar is a bit more difficult than us. And anyway, I, in fact, as a, as a side note, I have friends who speak French and Spanish. They can easily speak Italian. I have friends who speak Spanish and Italian but they struggle to learn French. So I think amongst the three, probably French is the most complicated to learn. Um, but anyway, I, I'm losing the point. So you can make um, a, something, a, topic bo- a, a boring topic interesting. And so this was also the case of my chemical teacher. She was this funny lady who had a very quirky sense of humor. And I promise I didn't like chemistry at all. And she made it more interesting. I was not thriving in that subject, but she managed to make me learn enough 
to me and my classmates enough that even the ones who were not drawn to chemics, because we were uh, in a grammar school studying foreign languages, so we were all with the with the uh, skills to learn new languages, but not very scientific. She managed to get all the class through the year. And this is, was because she had this frisky, bubbly personality and this quick sense of humor. And I still remember her. And I'm wondering if she's doing fine and everything. She was a lovely person. So... Um, Back to the, the, the Albert Meraben studies where 7% is the continent, 38 is the voice or tone, and 55 is the body language. This is uh, very, um, very human and it's very normal. And there is a very clear reason for this. Because when you were born you were able to recognize your mother's voice immediately because you could hear your mother's voice from inside the womb. And when you were born, you could still recognize her voice amongst others. They've done test after test and it's fascinating. And when you were a baby, I promise you had no idea what those words meant, what was the content what you could understand was the voice and her emotions. By the time you learned content, you were in full response to the tones and tunes. So you could understand if your mother was stressed or happy or anxious or tranquil. But maybe you had no idea what those words meant. But you clearly know what was her, what was her state of mind. And now you understand why the, the body language is much more important than words, body language and, and the voice. For example, when you've been abroad talking to a foreigner and trying to ask for something and the communication was not working because you both spoke two different languages and no, one in com no language in common, you will try to mimic what you needed. And when I was a cabin crew, another anecdote of my cabin crew times, um, I met people working in hotels and it was so funny because they, um, we Italians love to use ropes in hotel, but not always ropes are available. And um, it's not a word that they teach you in school or you use very often. So it was very funny when uh, people will uh, make fun of us Italians trying to ask for a rope and we will simulate it. It's actually very funny if you think about it. I certainly learned this word in the last few years. So probably I've been one of those people going to a reception desk or the concierge and try to ask for a rope. And it's like, it's a towel. And then you go out of a shower and then you, off you put it on like a coat. <laughs> so I guess this was my way to explain the rope. But uh, also was funny when I was a teenager, the word hair dryer in Italian is phone. And so when I went, at, when I was 15 years old, I went for a... a a study week or two in Ireland, in Dublin. And it was 
funny when I asked this couple that were giving me and my friend hospitality that we were asking for a phone. Can I have a phone? And we will make the gesture to make our, uh, like when you use a hairdryer. And they were very puzzled. They will look at us, very confused and puzzled. And they will give us the phone. And they were also worried because once upon a time, when I was 15, there was no mobile phone and there was no WhatsApp. There was no Facebook, not even MySpace. And so they will look a bit concerned because they knew if we use the phone to call Italy, it would have been expensive. But no, we just wanted a hairdryer. So you can use your body language to express things and those are much more powerful than the words. I hope I've convinced you now with this, <laughs> this is theory. Back to how to use your voice because sometimes you need to do calls with your clients and they know they don't see you. And um, so the thing you can do is to learn how to modulate your voice so the message gets to the other side. So if you are not getting enough sales or you're not getting that promotion or that presentation of the company is not working well, are you sure you're using the right voice to get things done? Remember, the voice needs to bring a message into the other person. And people need to trust your product or service. Hence, you need to believe in your product service. And most important, you need to believe in yourself. But even confident people, if they don't believe in the product or the service they're selling, others can perceive that something is off and they most likely they won't buy. Another thing I would like to raise is be careful on using the questioning pattern. The questioning pattern is when we talk like this and we end like with a question mark at the end of any, any phrase. And if you use it here and there, it's fine because it attracts attention. If you use it on a regular basis, it's very uh, damaging because if you talk like this at all times, people perceive you as insecure or even worse, manipulative because when people talk like this, they're trying to keep attention and they want to, you to listen to them all the time and it can be tiring. So be careful not to use this questioning pattern, it's called. For example, I can ask you, what do you do when you hear inside yourself that upswing that somebody says? Or I can ask you this, what do you do when you hear inside you that upswing? You know it's a question and you're paying attention. And it's fine to use it when you want to create some uh, uh, tension and you want to ask a question and you want attention. But I promise you, I have a friend who keeps using this questioning pattern and is tiring after a while because everything is like a question and it's a bit draining. Um, so be careful to use it a little bit. Don't overuse it because you will come across as less assertive, more insecure and 
what can be worse than being conceived as manipulative. It's also true you always need to be yourself and talk with your authentic tone and voice. But this going upswing is not something that you were born with. You have learned it from for sure and uh, it's fine to use it but just be careful of the circumstances. At work environment, try to use it as least as possible. And if you're not convinced enough, I can uh, give you a list of what, how you can use it. For example, even if I tell you a list, we ate, we danced, and then we drank coffee. And you know when I say we drank coffee, the phrase is closed. Or I can say, we ate, we danced, and then we drank coffee. And it's like something else is coming up. So you can use it to tell a story, to say, this is not over, this is not over. Ta-da-da-da, ta-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. Drank coffee, da-da-da, close. So it says that the end of the story is here. So to recap, remember... Body language is the most important way to communicate. Second is voice. And the least important is the content, which is still important, but is not the one that um, gets into the hearts if it's not delivered in the right way. And actually, there are people who will tell you to, uh, when you speak on the phone, to smile. So your voice comes up more sweetly, sweet. And even to stand, because when we stand, our energy is different. So try these techniques and see which one works for you. Remember to use the tone of voice that is appropriate for the environment. Try to use words that are easy to understand for everybody, especially if you speak for with foreigners. And remember... Always be yourself, talk with your authentic voice, but uh, you can even make it better, more effective. I hope today you really felt the difference on what happens when you deliver the same content in one way or when you deliver it in another way. And I hope it got you thinking and you did notice the difference, like, oh yeah, that's me. And remember, don't feel overwhelmed. This is just something you need to work on if it's something that you lack. If you listen to this episode till now, I think it's because you're either curious about the topic on how to use your voice or you want to improve it. And remember, it's going to require some extra work for a bit till it becomes automatic. Once your modulation of the voice becomes automatic, you're good to go. You won't need to pay attention to it anymore. And remember, if you're struggling with some voice or presentation skills, I'm a therapist and coach. Send me a quick email to hello at janinecera.com, J-A-N-I-N-E-C for Charlie, E-R-A.com. Thank you for listening. I wish you a very good day. Bye.